Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, producer of Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con and CT Gamer Con, both happening at Mohegan Sun. And I just want to let you know, if you're not following us on the almighty social network, you're missing out on a bunch of stuff. So you can follow me on Twitter at It's Terrific Con. That's I-T-S-T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N. It's Terrific Con. And if you're into gaming, make sure you check us out on Twitter at CT Gamer Con. That's C-T-G-A-M-E-R-C-O-N. And as always, you can look for us on Facebook at Terrificon and CT GamerCon, and we're even on Instagram. So do me a favor and follow me there. Plus, check out my brand new show on YouTube, Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure, where we go every two weeks and look back at the things you love, TV, movies, toys, and more. That's Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure. Now sit back and get ready for another episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Thanks. You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. It's Halloween. There you go. I forgot all about it. Ooh, scary. Hey, kids. <laughs> hey, here's a quick plug, by the way. Dr. Tongue's House of Horrors. <laughs> Count Floyd. Oh, it's a scary one. Mitch and Jerry are talking about not shaving. Jerry's going to grow a beard. Ooh, you don't know how scary that can be, kids. You don't know. You know, it itches, and then it and then it kind of takes a while to grow out, and uh, then it gets gray, and it's patchy. Sometimes it grows more on your face and not on your no- under your nose, and... And then, yeah. and then old, older people are scared of you when you get in the elevator. Older people, exactly. Homeless. Uh... And then, and then, kids, you don't know when to stop shaving because it grows from your neck and into your chest. And ooh, facial hair. It's it's scary. All right, kids, yeah. I admit it. It's not that scary, but you'll see someday when you get old and you have to do this shaving. Anyway, today's episode is not about facial hair. It could be. That would be a whole new audience. How about Baltimore. Oh yeah, we did a recap. We haven't. Oh, that's. We were supposed to record a show while we yeah. were there, but you were too damn busy, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not recording now because every two minutes it's like, hello, Mr. Artwork. Please sign this. <laughs> I really liked it when you uh, drew panel nine on page sixty-two of uh, All Star Squadron. You know, oh yes, I remember that day. It was raining out, and the wind was coming from the north. And I said, by golly, I'm going to draw this. You know, I do remember. Like, do you remember certain pages? Yeah, yeah. That? I mean, that I can. They're like little time capsules because yeah, yeah, yeah. basically was a day in my life, you know. You really could. After all those books you've drawn, you can actually Not remember specific little, but certain certain ones. Well, covers have, maybe. Uh, well, no, certain issues. I I, I mean, I remember because I used to keep a calendar because I used to have to do thirty pages a month, so I kept a calendar. That was a visual joke, and I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I would write it. I, I'd write out a ca- on the calendar, or I'd write a little chart, and then I would cross off pages. So I was on like track. Like prison. 
it was like that, just so you could make your deadline. So you still have those journals? No. Oh, you no, could have saved them. Yeah. That would have been one of those books, like The Making of the All-Star. Was it for yeah. All-Star Squadron? Yeah. Well, it was that, and then I, I, I still did side stuff, because, again, the book was 25, mm. 24, 25, mm. 26 pages long at that time. Is that how you kept on deadline? Yeah. Because you, you you'd put like when it's due, and then you start working your way. I would out. just yeah. So I knew. I mean, you would mark it off, and you could go. Okay, I got that done this week. I mean, basically, it's, you you mark everything into four weeks. Oh. <clears throat> so if you know if you're close to the deadline and you're not done with at least three of those rows, you're going to be in trouble. Did the cover take more time? Nah, I used to have really? to do. Well, I didn't do covers initially. So after I started, when I started doing covers, I always tried to do those on weekends. Oh. So it didn't break the rhythm that I had yeah. going for the weekdays. Was that back in the day when they said try to make the cover tie into the, what's going to be inside or just draw something that the kids will never see inside that no, issue? No, we used they'll to pick like to up. try to reflect it. Alright. You know, that, and that Roy was the uh, he had an idea so most like times it was Yeah, and most times he'd have like, oh here's what the story's going to be yeah. maybe do this and then I would just you know, design that. Was that, that was still when they had word balloons on the cover too. So oh, that he used helped. to like them. Yeah, he yeah, used yeah, to yeah, like yeah. Word balloons. Yeah, some of those books. You ever go back to the uh, '60s, the Silver Age? Oh yeah. It was a little too much. It was yeah. like, my God, it's like this is the most shocking book. If you buy one right, mag this right. month, let it be this one, and then right. there's dialogue, and those would seldom happen. Why does Wait. Superman have a hangnail? Yeah, exactly. Is Lois Lane responsible? See what happens when the uh, Clippers from Planet <laughs> X Saturn Two right. invade. But oh the dear! St- Sometimes the Stan Lee ones were worse because Stan would would overhype it oh, to yeah. the point where yeah, he'd yeah. say, "And you won't believe that Doctor Doom is the villain on page twenty nine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. Dan. And the Beatles make an appearance. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. What else can we throw? What are the kids into? And don't forget, Alan Funt is in this issue, yeah. kids. <laughs> well, they what? Would, they would do like weird stuff like that. That pop culture stuff. Yeah. The Marvel covers. I, I know people love DC. Yeah. The era of DC that I really didn't like because it was my checks. childhood was the '60s. Yeah. And and the '60s books, if you look at them, I've said it before, probably a broken record. But if you look, the ex- compare the DC covers in 1,000 feet to the turn Marvel left stuff. On Jefferson yeah, yeah. Street. They were so different. Marvel looked, you know. Current, yeah, and the DC covers look like, like they from were the from the fifties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah, stuck yeah. in that era. Well, who was the main guy doing all the covers? Wasn't it like Al Plastino? It didn't matter. I think it was because of the editors, like, like Julie just make Schwartz. it look the same. They had a, they had like a if it sold in nineteen fifty two, it'll sell again in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, and they it it looked kiddish. Yeah, it did, and that's again, even though I was like ten years old, I, I felt know, like, but oh, it was this like is baby for little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also had very thick lines. I was yeah. watching um. What's that guy's name that did that book, Grand Design? That, uh, anyway, they do that really thick line. Right, right. Turn left and he says that was a style of Marvel. North, like, when you look back North, at, like, the Joe it like, Thor covers, and you'll see, like, the well, cover image. because the printing was bad. Is that why it was so and thick? You the also, brush? The thicker the line, the easier it was for the people who did the color separations oh, to match Really? I mean, yeah, because they were, in, for the most part, they were, like, housewives that were cutting film on acetate, uh-huh. you know, so the the simpler the better. I always wondered why yeah. that had that look in the 60s, well, and then it kind of went away towards the middle of the 70s and yeah. stopped doing that they, really In the 60s, line. I believe they still used to, like, they would do the color steps for the covers in-house because they wanted them more complicated, and they couldn't ask that of the interiors. Mm-hmm. But they were done in Bridgeport. Yes, One they were. That's right. chemical color yep. Bridgeport, yep. Yep. and uh, I think they had different... 
clearly must have had different groups or shops of people who, who did that. But yeah, I yeah, no, they, remember the guy came with the films. It was yeah. one of the shows I did in uh, Connecticut. Yeah, he had the printing plates. Yeah, because he worked at the. Uh, the, the place where they made the plates for the printing process, yeah. and well, they, were they he metal? saved them. Yeah, they were metal. They yeah, were zinc. They used to use like a heavy. Yep. And they would they they, they had a, like a, a life threshold of something like you know a hundred thousand copies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's so the thing too. You could ink those up, and you could run off a perfect nice. Yeah, but as they it, as they, they did more copies, because yeah. they were raised. Yeah, yeah. raised areas. The raised entirely, areas were yeah. flattened down a little bit from you know just running through the presses. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But, I think they were sheet-fed presses. Well, they were... Um, because then they had the rollers. Yeah, the big... No, they were the big... They were old-style newspaper like presses. Like the newspaper presses. Watch out, construction on road ahead. Yes, that other little and voice they, you hear is our lovely waves now and then. So. Uh, but they, the, what they Pop used to do, in. though... Well, oh, so you, well, yeah, the convention, and you said people were coming up. And you were quite busy. You there were all three days with yeah. the Baltimore Comic Con. First one back since 2019. Yep. Um, pretty well attended. Yeah, they was, had a lot of COVID restrictions. They yeah. had the you had to show your vax card. You had to show your it was fun uh, masks and stuff. It was very yeah. busy. I mean, yeah. we Friday on it was busy. Sunday yeah. Sunday was a break, but it didn't. Was it? I, I left Sunday. Well, so. Sunday was a break, but it's like the line would stop for five minutes, mm. and I would start sketching something, and then the line would start up. Oh, again. so there you go. I mean, it was. What know, was the was most consistent. unusual drawing you had to do that weekend? What character that? Oh, you, like, you know the I one never that it was the was. Not totally obscure, but Spy Smasher. Yeah, that guy had that. That was Mark, Mark Roman. Roman. He yeah. had a uh, custom cover, and it looked like a Wiz Comics yeah. logo with a ten cent mark. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said to him, "Where you got that done?" He said, "Oh no, we did a." He said somebody like a, did a, custom, a variant. Yeah, a like custom variant. A limited number of them. But that was kind of cool. Think he though. did it. I think he got it from from somebody. a comic shop. He yeah. said, "Yeah." No, but I like that. I didn't know you could do that. Like make a well, I thought about that because you can. I mean it. You, all you have to do, like, you could do it on any book. Yeah. Because you can print out, I, you know, I could do an image and do a limited number of 10, you know... Title. Covers. Yeah. And then just, I would have to unstaple my comic and restaple my cover on top of yeah. it. Yeah. But you could do it. It's it just, it's, it's like... It's a little time-consuming, but yeah, it's done. It looked it, nice, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I, mean, I saw when, it. When I used to do those covers for the Hero Initiative auctions, mm -hmm. and if they were wraparound or like a double spread... I would always take the staples out because it was really hard to work with it, especially oh, really? as a spread, because I didn't want to ruin the book by flattening it too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. press too hard to ruin the book on the inside. Yeah, yeah, I'd take the staples out, I would set everything aside, and I'd work on the cover by itself, and then I would restaple it when I was I done. saw a guy doing like a marker, uh, very, uh, what do you want to sketch? And the thing of it is, I was thinking to myself, I hope whoever has this book doesn't want it because the marker was bleeding through. Oh. The cover yeah. stock and into the book, and I'm like, oh, oh was uh, it really? So you yeah. had some nasty markers. Yeah, that was not. A, like I said, they were probably getting it just for the cover, but yeah. it, it couldn't have helped. What happened here? I don't know. Anyway, there's a. We were rerouted, but we don't seem to see any traffic. So I guess we're getting end. back on the highway. Of yes, we is, are. Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, at, Baltimore. At Baltimore, yeah. I did. This is kind of funny. I did two panels. One of them was a Hawkman panel, right? And it seemed kind of coincidental. Can't go over there. But anyway. I did a um, multiple 
I did two Hawkman drawings at the show, so I think that was kind of inspired by oh. people seeing the and panel. And you were sitting next to Rob Vendetti, who yep. was the writer on and the Hawkman. And he was Hawk on Man. the panel. And he, mm -hmm. he was talking about the book, and it sounded yeah. interesting. I only bought, like, the first maybe five I gotta or six. admit, Hawkman's one of those characters I got confused over the years because the origin kept being retold. Because yeah. I always remember as Carter Hall. Yeah. And he was an archaeologist, and yeah. he discovered some type of Egyptian right. And that was the god thing, Golden Age version. The Golden Age, and that's the one I knew yeah. that you would see in the um, Justice League in the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. But then there was this whole Hawk world where he yeah. and what's her name, Thanger? His no, the, the what's the Hawk girl's name? She's uh, a meme. But anyway, they come uh, from a thing, Thangar, thing, Thangarian, Thangarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was this whole alien thing. Did they kind of retro? Or retcon all that he to did, tie apparently. in? Apparently, well, he did. He tied it Who all Hawk together. Man did? Vendetti. Oh, I thought Roy did it. No. Well, they did something in because that's Zero, Roy's favorite character. In you know? Zero Hour, they kind of compressed all the mm. um, Hawkman together in the timeline re reboot or whatever. But I think they tried Vendetti tried to re reconcile all the different Is it closed characters over there too. Yeah. So much for this thing. So yes. It was funny though, because like I said, I wound up doing these covers based on, or these uh, sketches based on the fact that I had, you know, probably did the panel that somebody went, oh, hey, Jerry, he worked on All Star Squadron, which, you know, Roy really did like. Yeah. Batman. But, uh, so what do you, when you were at the show, you just walked around a little bit? I mean, you were kind of, you sat with me for a bit and then. Yeah, then I went recruiting uh, people to do uh, Terrificon, like vendors, and then did you I went. Buy and, comics or I did buy. I only bought one book. I yeah. bought Chillers Number One, uh, Giant Size Chillers Number One. Turn right. Yeah, that must have just happened because this doesn't know anything yeah. about it. Um, yeah, it was the first appearance of Tigra. I just wanted it because I never had that book, yeah. and I think this is a dead end. So, um, I did that. There's so many books there, though. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of comic book dealers, which is cool. Little known fact, I tried to model Terrificon after Baltimore Comic Con because I wanted to just have a lot of uh, comic books yeah. and dealers and stuff. There was no cele Well, there was one celebrity. You yeah. bumped into him. Yeah. It was uh, Noah Hathaway, who was right. from Battlestar Galactica and the never-ending story. Yeah. I think that was the movie he was in. What was he in line getting food with you? He was looking, yeah, we were both looking for the food area. Yeah. In yeah. 1,000 feet, turn and right. Then, I just uh, looked at him and I said, you know. I, I bet I, he's famous or no, a celebrity. No, I just, I looked at him and I said, oh, former child actor because. He had that lost look on his he, face. Well, he kind of looked like a Hollywood-ish yeah. guy. Yeah. But he also was not very tall. And that's oh, really? like a takeaway for, for me is the. I couldn't tell from his know, photo. They always, they always cast like, you know. I thought it was a score. Very small. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, so they can have them play kids for 20 years. Yeah, no, a friend of mine. <laughs> is that dreadlocks? That guy's that? Anyway, a friend of mine was a child actor. He was in Children of the Corn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not very tall. He's probably like 5'4". And he still kind of looked it. But then once you started to hit, like, your 30s yeah. and your hair starts to recede, yeah. then you look like Mason Reese. Yeah. You know? well, Mason think, Reese, no one's going to know who that reference If you is. think of it, though. I mean, actors mm -hmm. generally aren't really tall. There's we've met some very tall ones. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of more the exception. They usually would, you know, actors generally tend to be on the shorter side. Mm -hmm. So if you want a kid actor, you definitely got to get a kid really tiny, so that they look, they read correctly <laughs> against the right. dots. You know what I mean? Okay. Here's the thing too. Baltimore has like, a, we were in the bar a couple nights. Yeah. 
Yep. yep and yep. Uh, it was fun. Brett breeding Good us, left. and then um, uh, I hung out with uh, Billy Tucci. Billy Tucci, uh, Garth Ennis, Tom King, Mitch Durrett. I'm name dropping yeah. here. Um, Kevin McGuire, a yeah. bunch of people. That well, was I got from, to meet. Um, it was kind of like the chess club and the stamp club teamed up. Philip Kennedy Johnson. Yeah, he yeah, came up yeah. to me at the, the end of the show, and I'd meant to left. go over and say hi, but I just was really too busy. I never got to see um, Who? Tom King or Shaner, Evan Shaner, or oh, I never uh, saw Doc. He was there. I think they were all there. And, and no, Mitch, yeah, yeah, no, Tom, yeah. I saw a couple times, but uh, so I was I meant to go there but the only time I got up was to go to a panel yeah. and then somebody walks you to the panel Yeah, and then yeah. coming back it's like oh I know I'm going to have a line there I better eat something quickly or yeah, yeah, yeah. go to the bathroom I didn't whatever. like when we had to sit there and eat at the table that was kind of like <laughs> being a jerk like people are standing there you sign a book and you get like real cheese falling out of your face I had that yeah, yeah I mean I, I said when I, I I was eating my sandwich you had walked you had gone I yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm eating my sandwich there and it was already cold but yeah, yeah, I know. that was fine and it was just I took a break you know and then people started lining up in front of me and just like staring at me and I'm like I know I know you're like me, I'm just trying I'm to sorry, finish my I'm sandwich I haven't eaten you just dropped grease all over my mint copy <laughs> of All Star Squadron well, the funny one. thing too and this is still I, it was a terrific con yeah it still cracks me up to think about it at Terrificon, yeah. I did the same thing. I was going, coming back from a panel, and you used to have the pizza place, right? Yeah, they in the lo- in the outer yeah, lobby. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to eat something before I go back to the table. So yeah. I grabbed a piece of pizza, and then I was eating it, and I was kind of walking oh, the towards. Guy take, yeah, and I had a guy take yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. about 15, 20 pictures, pictures of, of me, yeah, yeah. like almost like a surveillance picture. <laughs> It was just hilarious as I'm walking it's like, and eating piece, eating this know, pizza. Jetty, I'm with the FBI. And then he posted yeah, it on yeah, yeah. Facebook, and I'm like, No, he did not, did he? He did. That's oh, I that saw was him. weird. That's where I Stalker. saw him. It's like, holy crap, there's a whole series of me eating a Fame piece of pizza. Fame comic artist eats pizza. It was just funny. Like, what is that, TMZ? <laughs> it was just funny. Bim, 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 like, bim. Why is that a thing? Boing. You know, you, Jerry Ordway likes pizza. But but again, just like us, people assume you're always there. But then if you're always there, mm. you got to go to the bathroom. You got to eat eat food once in a while, or get a drink or something, water or something like that. It's just amusing. Oh. <laughs> then um, no, it was uh, it was a, it was a fun show. That's it for the year, though. I mean, the, yeah. we're going to a little comic thing right now, just to uh, buy some books if we ever get on the highway, because apparently. Everyone's decided well, to get in a should, car crash today. Yeah, but I was going to say your your Waves app uh, failed. Waves you. failed. Let's go. I don't know we if you have stock a, in we that. Been on I know. Right? I was going to go that way, but it's like no, <laughs> go the other way. Look, estate sale. There you go. We forget the comic show. We're going in there. Find somebody who's selling old comics. Look, there's some artwork too. I always wonder about that when I see things like estate sales and tag sales. Are those like gold mines waiting to happen? Is well, there sometimes they can be. Yeah, Action I mean, Comics 1 is waiting, calling my right. name, and I just drove right but by But people it. do find stuff in boxes, because a lot of times people just want to get rid of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, they don't like hidden away, it. yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, you go look at old comics and stuff right there. I talk to these guys all the time. They're always telling me stories about how yeah. they've, oh, I just came across a collection this weekend. I'm like, what, it, what? And they're like, yeah, it was only this much. And I'm like, huh. Well, the reality of any of this is that if you're... Especially, like I think Connecticut is probably especially the the Where we commuter are. the commuter yeah. side of Connecticut is you find that more people will donate stuff to Goodwill 
than have, say, a tag sale yeah, or a garage they sale. Go through the effort. Because yeah. they just don't do that. Once they're done with it, it's like, okay, donate it to charity. So there's better pickings that way, but not comic stuff. No, no. Occasionally no. something pops up. And plus, up. honestly, with the internet, honestly, I think that wiped away yeah. a lot of those gold mines that you can't just like yeah. stumble across because everybody's on eBay. They take two minutes to look at their phone and they yeah. go, and everyone thinks they got gold because right. of those well, shows like, yeah, it's like, what is it, Pawn Stars right. and, you know, the, right. they the think, Storage Wars and all that stuff. Right. There's a kind of a, a misconception that. Did you ever find a book? Did you ever go to a tag sale? Oh, like sure. an estate sale? Did you ever find some comics? Yeah. Really? Nothing, you know, I mean. Earth shattering? Well, the problem is I have yeah. too much. So it's I harder know. to find stuff that, for me, finding stuff that I don't have means early 60s for the most part. Do you separate, like, how do you organize your books? I don't think I we have ever talked about this. I have all the characters in boxes. So, like, Fantastic Four, I have, like, three boxes. No, but I'm saying do you have, uh, have certain issues pulled aside? Like, no, this is, no, like, the first appearance. No, everything's in the box with, a, oh. you know, like, Daredevil 1 to 100 yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the size of that skeleton. Oh, my God, we're driving by these two... How tall would you say that is? I think that would be maybe those are the Home, Home Depot ones. Yeah, those are massive. Two yeah. of them side by side. Well, Somebody really ones, likes Halloween. Those right. are the ones that would be fun to have, but then yeah. you'd, gotta, you'd have Store to leave them somewhere. on. The, you'd have to change their costume, put a Santa for Christmas. Hat on them. Yeah, Nightmare Before. Yeah, yeah, because look, he's got the worms from um, what was that movie? <laughs> Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Beetlejuice, and then he's got the plant. It looks like well, from. Um, person, yeah, Audrey. Yeah, from, this uh, person definitely uh, did some Home Depot shopping. <laughs> Somebody is that where all that stuff was? Yeah, Home Depot had they the, had those big skills. They had the big skills. I saw a big T Rex that somebody had on the front lawn. Again, it's cool if you you know if you're into that. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, in one point three miles, turn left. All right, we're gonna get on the highway again. So anyway, any more about Baltimore? Um, only we have to mention. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say when when uh, the first day. Yeah. Um, I've heard, well, I mean, you know how this is. You go into the show, and a lot of people are there early. Yep. And a lot of the complaint has been that when you get the early access pass, oh, okay. you come in, but yeah. then the either the goodies are gone, yeah, or the sketch lists are filled because of the other retailers who are in. Yes. They can come in at yes. eight in the morning or whatever. So. Yeah. No, that's something I found out because running the show, I didn't think about that. And then people were telling me the same thing. Like, oh, I bought the VIP pass, yeah. but I went to so-and-so and his thing. So I've got to instill like yeah. a cop. I got to go around saying, don't do anything well, to, to, unless they have a VIP early pass. The way I combat that is just not to go early. <laughs> I mean, because... I was oh, thinking yeah. about that. Well, just that's go. True. I just I just show up when the show opens, mm. you know, officially to the public. Because yeah. it can happen. It happened in past shows where you just get booked up, and then people come up, you know, when they get there within their half hour of, of but early you, time, you, and they're like, "Oh, your sketch list is already." Good. I know. You know what? Honestly, I used to do that years ago at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Because I'd get a press pass and I'd right. get in early sometimes, and then they cut that out. But I would go over to so and so's table, like Adam Hughes, yeah. and wait there. And then I'd go like, "Oh, look at this! I'm like 40 minutes before the show opens. I'm there. I'd show up. There's already 20 people in line, yeah. and I'm like, who the hell are these people?' And well, then it dawned on me later on they were probably exhibitors that wanted to get yeah. a sketch or something. And I was like, "Well, you know." And that's that's clearly not right. the you know that's clearly the incentive to be an exhibitor is to you're there at. Yeah, when the, yeah. When the whole yeah. place opens, you're there. I actually had a jerk, and I'm going to call him a jerk. In and you know who he is. Turn left. He bought a. Steve uh, Martin? No, he bought a. Uh, he bought an exhibitor uh, oh, yeah. booth 
just to get the early access, and uh, he never set up. And I was like, oh, where's your stuff? Yeah. And, oh, I'm going to set it up. And then I realized later on what happened. He yeah. bought the exhibitor table to get the three-day pass for him and his buddy. Yeah. And they showed up on Thursday night for loading, yeah. and they got in there. They never had any intentions of being an exhibitor. Yeah. But I saw them wheeling and dealing but on the floor. But it does give you that early, early access. It does, but it's kind of bullshit, kinda, though. It's, yeah, it's, you know? I mean, it's not fair to the fans. No. no I didn't but, like that. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I took, like, five or six sketch requests for Friday, and then I tried to do them on uh, Still Saturday Shazam, morning. the most popular one? Um. You know, it varies. I, honestly, I do a lot of Shazams, yeah. but I also do a lot of All-Star Squadron stuff. Oh. It's just never the same character. You, you know, know what? Before we go into the movie talk, beware of trick-or-treaters. Oh, God. I thought that was like some kind of monster up ahead. <laughs> uh, there's a flashing sign. Um, yesterday, I did a Halloween thing where you give out candy for the radio station okay, to the yeah. kids. And I bought Turn left. literally thousand stickers of superheroes to give them out to kids instead of candy. I'm like, you know, they're gonna get yeah. their teeth are gonna rot away. So let me not <laughs> help out. So I had all these different Marvel and DC superhero stickers, yeah. and the kids were all into it. And you, I started noticing who sold out first, or who was taken off the table first, and who wasn't. And that was how I gauged it. Who do you think was the most popular one? You mean of stickers? Uh, of all the characters, of all the Marvel and DC. Spider-Man? Spider-Man was one. Yeah. What's the next one? Well, it's very surprising, because I was like, Venom. really? Uh, I don't know, Venom? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Venom. no. It was uh, a lot of Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl, Batgirl, Wonder uh, Woman. Uh, well, there was a lot of little girls there, and they were all looking for... Yeah, they want their... Their representation. representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh. Because when you buy the bag of, of stickers, most of it was... The big, you know, yeah. Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, yeah. Captain America, Iron Man. And then they throw in a couple Black Widows here and there. And you're like, oh, all right, I guess. But, you know, we ran out of those first. The least amount that was taken that was still on the table and was all said and done, which I was surprised, Iron Man and Batman. Oh, yeah. The kids are rebelling against the billionaire dudes. They're like, no, 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 well, no. There hasn't been an Iron Man movie since, what, 2013? Since Endgame. And Batman's like forever well, I mean, Batman. Iron Man, yeah. you know, he's in. He's in the. And he Avengers. died in that movie too. So he's I think in a the lot Avengers, of years. But I'm saying like yeah. there hasn't been an actual Iron Man movie. No. For ten years, right? Oh, at least like Iron Man three, like yeah. a solo movie. Yeah, I don't know. I was surprised. I thought Iron Man was still popular with the kiddies, but. Um, but them no. saying like the kids are going to be how old are they? That movie came. They out were when like, they you were know what? You're right. They were like, we're talking seven, eight year olds. Yeah, yeah, six, seven, eight year olds. They didn't. They knew Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't think of that. Like, wow. And there hasn't been a Batman, standalone Batman movie since The Dark Knight No, and they were looking for a Scarlet Witch. They were were looking for all the ones that are on Disney now. They look for Loki, Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. It's like the same thing for movies or TV. It's the same thing that they do with comics is that if you don't want to lose a generation, so you continuously publish Batman and Superman and whatever. Because you don't want a generation where you break that thread. Because then you have Captain Marvel Shazam. Yep. Where there's several generations who never heard, heard about of the that, game yeah. or read the comic. Wow, I didn't think of that until you just pointed out. So that goes back to your sketch thing. Most of the sketches you get, you said a lot of All-Star Squadron. Yeah. I'm going to say the guys were probably about 50. Well, yeah, they're mostly people that were, grew up with reading. They grew up and yeah. read the books. Or they learned about it in Crisis, even. Yeah. So Crisis is still like a perennial sales thing. I mean, I always get a lot of so you don't get a lot of kids coming up to you and say, "Hey, Jerry, draw me one of the newer characters like a Venom or a 
You don't get any of that, do you? I used to. I think really? what happens is, as I've tried to raise my prices a little bit yeah, to yeah, compensate yeah. for being too low, yeah. is that it, it's shaken off people who might have been more experimental with sketches if I was charging 20 bucks. Right. You know what I mean? So I think it's like now they go, oh, if I was going to get the sketch from Jerry Hardway, what character would I get? A classic character. Or last time I got Superman, this time I'm going to get Shazam. Right. Um, But I did a couple of uh, pre-sketches. I did a couple of Batman movie ones, which was funny. Oh, I saw you did a Joker, Jack Nicholson Joker. Yeah, I did. um, But but as pre-show sketches, I did a more of a cover type scene of Batman with Vicky Vale and the Joker up in the tower towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And then one guy wanted me to draw Batman, Michael Keaton with the mask off. Oh. As he is now aged, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, like in advance of the Flash movie, I guess. There you go. And then I did, uh, as one of the commissions during the show, I did a Nicholson Joker on a cover black. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But no, all right. Well, again, it was a little observation because as I plan these shows out, I go, when I have to get, you know, guess, I go, yeah. who am I picking? Am I picking the guy that's from the, the newest movie yeah. or a class? You got to kind of mix it up a little yeah. bit. But, and I do yeah. think that there are certain characters that are, you know, like if you were going to get a Spider Man artist, mm-hmm. you still have that problem of, well, who's buying it as yeah. opposed to yeah. a movie where a dad or a mom can take a kid to see a Spider-Man movie yeah. and it doesn't have any relation to the comic. So that's the tough part for engaging actual comic Well, I was people. looking at lines too. You always have a long line. And Chris Bacallo, yeah, he had a good-sized line. And then, of course, Tom King and Mitch Jarrazz because they're doing current yeah. big Batman. And, you know, he's... Uh, what was the one they just did? Mr. Miracle? Yeah. and um, Well, they also do it Adam like we Strange. Did. When we were yeah. doing Superman... We would also always do the team up at like the DC table at DC yeah, booth yeah, yeah. because yeah. then you could take your comic and go down the line and get like five people to sign it. Right, right. So it right. was easier for the fan, and it was like a destination. That's what the Tom King and, and those guys are like all grouped together yeah, so that they yeah. can probably sign all of whatever they've done, which makes sense. No, I was just trying to figure out like it was kind of all over the place, which is good. They had a good mix. They even had like. She didn't show up though, but Ramona Freyden was going to yeah. be there, and well, she did. JoJo. She did a bunch of sketches that yeah, they were selling. They were too, selling which is those, kind of cool. Yeah, you got to remember, she's in her nineties. Yeah, it's not like you know, twenty-year-old kid that's yeah. popping around. I mean, the one thing you don't get—I mean, when you're if you're a fan showing up, obviously there's the hassle of waiting in line and yeah. doing all that stuff. But if you're a professional, there's a lot of walking involved. There is. The conventions there are is. usually. Spread out, spread out in big rooms. I, I, I don't even know where the panel rooms are in Baltimore. I know they they're were, upstairs. Yeah, they, they were on the other side of the convention. Yeah, that, that's why I've never gone to one. It's because like a I'm mile. Like, yeah, no, really, I'm not kidding you. I'd never have gone to them because I go, oh, where the hell are these things? Yeah. Like even Trificon, I know the back way to sneak in from. Yeah, but yours are kind area. of yours are still Linear. within. Yeah, yeah. close. This is like the convention center. Remember last or in 2019? Yeah, they you had were to go in a different space, building. Yeah, but they were in that space further down. Yeah, because it was a far. That's where walk. the panel rooms were. Yeah, they were Ooh. way up there. Because there's no panel rooms over the space that they were in. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Oh, that's right. Because as we walked up there, that yeah. walkway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. So that was the. But the, but I was fine. You know, people. Dip people the destination thing. They look in their their schedule. Yeah, and, they go, oh, and they I gotta, gotta plan it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with New York Comic Con. It started getting so spread out. It was like impossible to do anything because you'd have to show up 
and wait in a giant crowd to get in the same room. I mean, it's the same. Well, it used to be, but then they started moving them off site. They started putting them down the street at the Madison Square Garden. That seems harder if you leave the convention. You might as well write the day off. It's like, oh, I'm going to be down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is before COVID rules. Now you got to go in line because I think they got a hiccup with that because they had to do temperature checks and all that. They had to wait for people. And you know that each person takes a couple minutes for each one to process. Yeah. Before you know it, it's a bit of time. So did you, did you you got a picture of the Ghost Rider guy? right? I did. Uh, yeah, he was one of the cooler. Guys. I didn't like, get many. I didn't get a chance to walk around a lot because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, how come you have a lot more pictures?" I'm like, "Well, because I kind of was working a bit." But you also you forget, know? even though it's easier now, you don't have to carry a separate camera around. Yeah. You got your phone there. You could take pictures. I did that too. It's like, oh shoot, I should have. I should have grabbed remembered. a picture. Yeah. I mean, we, I, we, I used to do it at every dinner, just to like, yeah. okay, here we went to eat here on Friday and Saturday. Who was with and us? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You know, you just you don't even think about because somebody's like, oh, who were you with? I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I was with uh, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And well, Friday on Friday, uh, Thursday night, um, Bob Harrison, who did the Hawk Band panel. Yeah, he he said, "Hey, every whoever's there early will go to uh, this brewery, yes. in his brewery. And they yeah. have like a restaurant in there. So we all, it was Jamal Eigel and um, Tom Zoller who does yep. Love and Capes. I saw Tom and uh, Mike Gold was there. So we had this like a, a group of us around the table, and we had our our food and good time. Yeah. And it was because this guy is local, so he drove us there. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. it was not that close to the convention. No." There wasn't a lot within walking. Not that we can't walk, but there there, was, you had to go a bit. Yeah, it wasn't like right outside to, the door. You know, I mean, the, the the thing is that when you go the same direction from the hotel to the convention center, you forget that if you go the other direction, there's other hotels. There was, I mean, and yeah, there's other yeah, hotel yeah. There's right down the street from the yeah. the Baltimore Ravens and yeah. the Camden Yard. So you just have to. I mean, it's a sense. The problem is the show runs till seven. Yeah, and you just want to get something to eat. You want to go. You're walk hungry. Around. You yeah. don't want to. You know, that's what I was telling you. Like on that Saturday or Friday, we've we've gone several years in a row to the um, the yeah, brew pub that's yeah. across the street because yeah. you can just cross the street and with your there. bag. Yeah. Everybody else takes their stuff back to their room. No, and no. And then by no, the no. time they come, there's no place to sit. Yeah. But we've always gotten a table. Yeah. Just beeline right for that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Baltimore. Now we could do the movie talk because it's been a while since James Bond came out. We'll start off with James Bond. Okay. We could do Dune. James Bond, well, No Time to Die, finally comes out. Originally supposed to come out, I'm going to say, I thought it was 2019. Of tw- no, yeah, it would have yeah. been. No, I think it was supposed to be out in in November of, or in, um, I think May, wasn't May, it? May, yeah, yeah. May of 2020? Got, I think it got bumped because he got injured. Remember oh, he, okay. He, he hurt his knee or something. Yeah. So they bumped it from May, from uh, June or uh, from November of 2019. Right. That was they it. Was 2019 it. to yeah, May? They bumped it because and he then hurt COVID himself. hit and yeah. that shut everything down. And yeah. they were going to try to get it out in the fall, but they realized no they theaters kept, were open. Yeah, yeah. And then they finally were going to do it this year yeah. in early May. And then there and was they a, pushed it right. because of the Delta variant. And then they finally let it out. Literally two years. Yeah. Since it, because that was the problem with it. When I walked in there, I go, wait a minute. There's a lot of references and callbacks to the other movies, and yeah. I realized that Spectre, which was the last James Bond movie, was 2016, 2015. Yeah, it, it was been. a while ago, and I'm like, wait, who's this now? Oh, that's the same uh, 
well, the actress that was in the last one. Right, and yeah. the, that got delayed because the original director was Danny Boyle. And, and he Danny didn't Boyle want to do left. it. Yeah. So they had to search for a new guy, and the new guy always does to puts his imprint. Well, yep, yep. So yep. they got the guy who did the um, True uh, True Detective. He was the director and yeah. uh, of the first season of True Detective, which was pretty awesome. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah, and he did, I think, the... Oh, shoot, it was a Netflix thing that was really good, like oh. a political drama, Beasts of No Nation, or... Oh, I don't know. There was something a couple of years ago, but... Lion in the Winter. Anyway... Yeah. I'm just going to say, here's the problem. Well, not a problem, but so you had to know your James Bond. You had to be kind of current yeah. to get all the references, which I thought I knew, but then I was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. And then there was this weird story that he's in Sicily, and he's going back to see the grave of Eva Green's character from the first movie. Yeah. And I can't remember her name right now. Because he's with this new girl. Something. Vespa. Uh, Vespa, yeah. Oh, well, you have to go see Vespa's grave or something. I'm like, wait, he was really that torn up about it? Oh, oh he okay. was. That was he really. Was. That was, she yeah. died. She, she drowned, drowned right in front, in front of, of his yeah. eyes. Yeah. Right. So and it was goes, Eva Green. It was, uh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Can't forget Eva Green. Uh, so he goes to the, the crypt. It's wired. Boom. The movie starts off. Good sequence. Yeah. Had that deafening sound from the explosion, like yeah. the, uh, I always think of uh, Saving Private Ryan. He's disoriented. Right. But then he gets his shit together, and then he has to avoid this car chase, and then he gets the girl, and on and on. And typical James Bond stuff, he gets away from it. Well, it drives a wedge, though, between him and the new girl. Yeah, because he's like, wait, did she set me up? Yeah. What's happening here? And then we get right back in the thick of it, because he had since retired. Right. From the whole spy stuff after the last movie, after the he last went, movie, he went off the grid and he lived, was living with the the girl. With, uh, yeah, I can't think of her name too. Yeah. The blonde actress who is the daughter of the guy that shot himself, Inspector, whatever. So, but then it flashes forward years after that, right? Yeah, it jumps. It jumps a couple of years ahead. Yeah. So we're there, and now he's called back into duty because Felix Leiter. Played by the Watcher himself, Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, Wright, who now, as soon as he opens his mouth, I just think of the Watcher, which is like, oh, that's weird, because he's doing the voice of Batman on the Batman yeah. Radio Adventure, and I go, why is the Watcher talking like Batman? And he's going to be Commissioner Gordon in the new The right. Batman movie. Right. So Jeffrey Wright's going to be a lot of Comic Con fodder because he's going to have <laughs> multiple uh, shows that he can get autographs for. But anyway, we get in there. There's a whole thing. So he brings lighter. Bond back into yes. it because. Again, he tracks down Bond yeah. and has him investigate something yeah. that has loose ends or tie, tie up loose ends yep, or whatever. Yep. So Bond gets back into it, but he's still not sanctioned by the... Yeah, he's off on right, his own. By the he's a rogue spy. Right. And then there's a new 007 who yeah. he meets. Well, how much of a spoiler I Well, do? at this point, I don't even know if it's... Here's the weird thing. Did it bomb right now? Because we can say it's been three weeks now since it's been no, out. No, it made money. It made money, but yeah. did it make big money? And I asked Kevin McGuire this. I go, do you think it bombed? Because no, I think it's for an older audience. I don't yeah. think young kids are lining up to go see James Bond. Yeah. And particularly when it's the end of a four or five part movie right. so- series. He started in 2006 or something. Earlier than that, wasn't it? I thought 2005? It was, That's a long, it was a long time ago. Yeah. It's been like 18... 18- 18 yeah. years or so. He's Roger Moore at the end of his right, run. Right, or right, he's, right, uh, right. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so, I mean, you really got to be followed all along. And then there's the other thing. In the beginning of the movie, when he goes down the road on the side of the hill, and he says, we have all the time in the world. Yeah. And that song comes out. That was the, right. That's, I'm thinking, oh, my God, Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Is Blofeld going to show up with a machine gun yeah, yeah. and shoot like Diana Rigg died? In that? Right. But, no, there was no reference to that at all. But there are some weird, like, little callbacks to other James Bond movies throughout yeah. this. And I'm like... Are we spot? And I always get confused. I nowadays. think they were just trying to just to, throw that in for the fans. Yeah, it was like they were right. they were basically giving because you the worldview. There's one scene in particular that I mentioned to you. He's in MI6 uh, headquarters. With the portraits, the yeah. portraits of all yeah. the different M's are hanging up. Yeah, it's subtle though. It's I mean, Bernard Lee. You have it's to pay Judy attention. Dench. Yeah. No, the Judy Dench one was there because Judy Dench yeah, was M when was, he started. Yeah, and that was reference. She was referenced at some point because yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there was that little uh, uh, bulldog statue she gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he found that in his, I don't know, whatever, right. looking through stuff. I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, let's see. How yeah, much but what's this wrong really with that? That's well, like no, Bernard Lee to, was an M, right, but, but then that's a different bond. Right, but that's like, them uh, trying to, I think, address again, the whole world for the fans. View. It's like, okay, it's for the fans who I remember. Know. Otherwise, I, you don't. it's just a person on a I wall. get into it too much. Like when they had the same Pat Hingle was the same Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And you had um, Michael Go as the same Alfred, right. and all the bat. But Batman kept changing, yeah. and I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be the same world that the Michael Keaton one had happened? It's a movie, though. You know, it's not a comic. Yeah. They don't have control over. It. What if someone dies? Then it's going to be a different character. You just get hung up. On that <laughs> I don't get hung up. On I do. I go, wait, why is this supposed to be this way? No, when it, Batman Begins came out with Christopher Nolan, the first time I saw it. I was like, is this supposed to be the Michael Keaton universe, or is this a different thing altogether? It's a different thing, because uh, that's what these things are reboots, basically. Well, look at like Superman Returns. Con- right. That was supposed to be in the uh, Christopher Reeve world. Yeah. But only after Superman 2, and they didn't acknowledge Superman right, 3 and right. 4, so sometimes they play fast and loose. Because it's a movie, and they don't, they don't have it's not a book. the same, you know, they're yeah. not servicing continuity. So All I right. think if they do serve as continuity in a movie, it's like you said, it's a callback to an actor who played a character yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah, and we I didn't mean, want to recast it. It's so funny, it's if you think about this, if what? you're worried about that. I'm not worried they, about it, it just takes me out of it a little bit. In, wait, in, in the one of the Roger Moore Bond movies... He went to the paid, grave of Teresa right, but Bond, they, yeah. Right, they paid uh, you know tribute and... He gets revenge on Blofeld yeah. on the opening sequence. Yeah, and throws he was him down a, the smoke And it was a different guy playing Bond because he's playing a character. So yeah. you're supposed to just say this is the character. It's got a different face, but it's the same character. Well, like here's one. When uh, uh, George Lazenby was Bond for that one movie yeah. and he kills his wife at the end, Blofeld does, it opens up with Diamonds Are Forever with Sean Connery going after Blofeld. Yeah. Like, where's Ernst right, Blofeld? Right. So he's trying to find him. So I'm like, wait a second. This is a direct continuation yeah. of that previous Bond movie. Right. But in Majesty's Secret Service, it's the first time he meets Blofeld. Right. Though he had met Blofeld prior in, I think, uh, not Thunderball. Was it Thunderball? Maybe it was Thunderball. Yeah, maybe. He met him earlier, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't How, think, sometimes I don't think, he meets him, sometimes he doesn't know but him. I don't, I, think, I don't think any of the villains in Bond used to ever survive the movie so if if he met Blofeld or he heard about Blofeld Blofeld wasn't the main villain this so those time guys never get away in the Bond movies they always died no in their no big, this time in their headquarters. And this, okay but this these Daniel Craig movies 
do all tie yeah. into each other. So this is like a, a different thing. Yeah, because the second one, the, the Quantum, uh, Quantum of Solace, of Solace is, yeah. is a direct sequel to the first one. Right, when he's going after Mr. Yeah. White yeah. or Bianco. But whatever. see, none of that bothers me because it's a movie. Why well, didn't like Quantum of Solace? I did liked you? them all. Yeah, I did like yeah? them all. Yeah. I mean, the only one that I, I even though everybody Skyfall. loves Skyfall, I, I thought Skyfall was really good. Yeah. But the lack of, it's like when you read about, oh, here's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Then yeah, it kind of yeah. spoils it because it's like, I know. wow, that would have been so much cooler. Well, that's what I tell you sometimes. We read so much about this backstory, what's yeah. going on with production. You can go in with, We take it in. Yeah. And you, you go, go into, into the movie and you're like, oh, I already know what's going to happen because I read about this. Or you expect something to happen that doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. It's like, wait, why? Yeah. You sometimes I like... I like being like my wife. She's oblivious to this stuff because I tell her what's going on, but she doesn't care. She's like, I don't care about the production or what director did this or what writer. I just go to the movie. You get yeah. too into it. I go, well, to me, it's more of a hobby. Yeah. You know, it's more than I just can't passively watch. But something. for example, yeah. I went to I went in to see this. I didn't have time. I forgot to watch the. You said, oh, watch the previous one. Right. I because I that. watched it after and realized, I oh, I forgot to. that. I mean, I picked it no, up as I went to, along, and I was like, oh, okay. Did you know that was the same actress? That played his girlfriend in Spectre than this one. It took me a minute. I'm like, oh, that's the same one. I assume. Because very rarely yeah. do you have other actors come yeah. across other than like Felix Leiter did. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, that's the same girl. Yeah. But, no, I, I and I, I was able to follow it. It wasn't independent on that. Right. Like I said, it probably would have been if you're again you you saw it as oh I should have yeah. watched this other one first. Or, no, because I started watching the other ones. I just didn't get to it. I watched yeah. Casino Royale. I skipped Quantum, I watched Skyfall, and then I didn't get to use Spectre. Yeah. Then I saw this, and I go, oh, wait a minute. Then I went back and watched Spectre, and I go, oh, that's what this is about. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, anyway. But so, liked, did you like the it. movie overall? Yeah, I yeah. did. I, did. I, I mean, did, too, but now we can talk about some of its flaws. One big flaw I told you about, which was kind of comical in an Austin Powers way, and I don't think they meant it to be that way, is when they do get Blofeld out of that prison, yeah. like, like, uh, like a dry cleaner's, and they have to go get him out of his little cell. Right. And he comes down on this, like, mechanized chair right, like Hannibal right. Lecter. It is going, like, what I call Tim Very Conway slow. speed yeah, yeah. from Carol Burnett when he yeah. used to play Mr. Zawiggins and Mr. Uh, yeah. whatever his name, Mr. Tuttle Like, they can build that, but they, they can't build make that, it a little but they faster. Can't a little faster. It's yeah. like, I'm going to go see you. Hello, James! And he's coming down the thing, right, like, right. two miles an hour, if that. that and I'm like, funny. by the time he gets there... You could go down and get a sandwich and come back, and here comes Blofeld still down well, the thing. It's picture like the Mad Magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's He's like got other, ten pages, other yeah. clothes on yeah, behind yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. and then it, it doesn't stop. The seasons right in front are changing. Of him. Yeah, no, oh, it, it goes stops. past yeah. him, and then he has to back up. <laughs> I'll be right there. Yeah, beep, yeah. beep, beep. <laughs> well, the other thing about that is it was so telegraphed that Daniel Craig, there's a, a virus that's transmitted. Through touch and DNA, and this, with DNA. Yeah, it's, it's so targeting you, yeah, DNA. yeah, yeah. It's a specific genetically engineered nanobite technology, right. nanotechnology. So it's on Bond's hand, and if he touches certain people, they're going to be infected and die within minutes. Within that, right? It's a targeting the person's yeah. DNA. Yeah. So if he wants to kill somebody specifically, they have right. to have that. Yeah, if you want to get the queen, but you don't DNA. want to get Prince Charles, yeah. you shake hands with the queen. She's dead, but yet Prince Charles isn't. But Wait, they're related. Isn't that right. the thing, though? They right. get affected. Yeah, no, no. Related. That was, and, yeah. and that's the that is actually a, the best and coolest motivation for a Bond villain ever was the bad guy 
had his entire family killed. Right, so he went he to survived the damage. He yeah. survived it. But so he creates the ultimate weapon that not only kills you wipes your family out. It takes out everybody in your family yeah, line. Because which is like that's a perfect kind of revenge. It's like a mafia hit without but it's the great. bullets. No, it, it is. On. It's a really good you know, idea. The virus no. lives in your body. I, and if you I need agree somebody, with you. You imagine Ancestry.com. You start typing in. Yeah, and you get everybody. So it's him. that specific thing. <laughs> so you get to find out that, you know. But the, Daniel Craig, in this scene, when we know he's contaminated with it. I picked up that he had it on his hand. And he's like. Waving his hand around, one hand's in his pocket, his left hand's in his pocket, right. but his right hand, he's gesturing. I go, when did Daniel Craig become Italian? Because he's talking, oh, let's pish posh, and he's moving his right. hand around. I go, dude, I get it. It's on your hand. As soon as you go to touch somebody, right. they're going to infect somebody, and it happens. But I'm like, my God. But that's boy. for the people who weren't paying close oh, I, I was going to say, this is for the idiots in that's the like audience a, that go. Like Why is Bond waving his hand around like that? actor before they had microphones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Over. Went, Hello. Yeah, they yeah, went yeah, boom yeah. because they wanted to reach yeah, the guy. Telegraph the what you're yeah, doing yeah. because the guy in the back row yeah. can't see you well. Yeah. So that scene happens. Bond, you know, whatever happens to that one, it's it's good. Spoiler alert. I'm gonna ruin the whole movie in a couple minutes. But anyway, we get through that, we go through, and things happen. The villain was really good. That yeah. was played by uh, uh, the guy R- who played Rami Malik. Rami Malik from uh, Queen. What was the movie? The Freddie yeah, Mercury yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was, yeah. In, he was in that TV show. And the Mr. Robot. Mr. No, Robot. he's really good. He's really good. He looks like a weird Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and they've even made fun of that, too, because sometimes I'll go, isn't that the guy from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> so he's the bad guy. He's got this, like, skin. And there are, if you do your Ian Fleming homework, there are callbacks to Ian Fleming books, like The Garden of Death, because he has this garden that has all these flowers on it. Yeah. That's a, a short story. thing where They're all poisonous flowers, and you know, you fall in there and you die. But they always have the ultimate James Bond bad guy. Always got to look for a giant lair right. on some deserted well, that, island. That, that's that with had, all of them. I mean, but was that even in the last couple? I didn't think No. Had, well, Quantum cool. of Solace had something out in the middle of the desert, yeah. if I recall. But that's what I thought that was cool, was because this was definitely a callback to, like, Dr. No. Yeah, yeah. The big... Because it's an island, yep. and it's this giant complex. Yeah, yeah underneath, it was... it's an old Nazi submarine pen that he kind of converted yeah. and such. So he's going to unleash this terrible weapon on the world through missiles and drop them, and again, the DNA is going to... It's aerosolized, yeah. right. Do you think they had some problems with this story going out there considering the world we live in right now with the uh, COVID and Corona. Well, it's possible. They got, they're hesitated a it's bit. It's possible you know? that could even be why they delayed it when they could have opened it. Because they could have opened the, the, it in May yeah. before things got bad, right? Yeah. But they decided not to. I mean, there's probably different reasons, but it is like it's it's definitely a, a virus. Yeah. And they can't control what happens no, but in the I, world. Yeah, but they yeah. just wrote the story yeah. a couple years ago. Well, they also, mean, you know. it feels like it's possible that they added in, well, maybe they didn't. I don't think they went back and did any fiddling with it during the two years. Oh. No, see, I was wondering if they I went back and recorded it, too. Because I had heard that in the Winter Soldier and the Falcon miniseries that the subplot of that story was the uh, bad guys were going to unleash a virus because in that movie they wanted yeah. the world to go back to like Thanos had it right, right. where half the population was wiped out yeah. so they were going to come up with their own genetic virus and wipe it out and kill half the earth's population 
But because of COVID, I have, again, I don't know if this is true, they went back into the storyline and they, they cut all that out yeah. because they thought it was you know too close to home to well, put and that on was there half, as entertainment. But that one was not completed when they had to shut down, so it's clear that they could do it. Yeah. Like the Bond movie was locked. Yeah. You know, it was done. Everybody went home. Because you don't make movies about you know planes crashing into yeah. uh, skyscrapers well, now. And we were, um, I was just talking to my daughter about that. She was she rewatched Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. And at the end of Lilo and Stitch, they originally like I don't know if you remember. I remember long, the long but time ago, they take yeah. over a like Lilo and, and the, the other guys take over like a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was ori- originally like a passenger plane, and they said, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't do this, even though it's not a terrorist." It happened too close to 9-11 that oh. they changed it to the space plane. Yeah. So if you look closely, they even tried to, you know, like they had Change scenes the that were completed. They tried to add a little bit of extra around it to make it look like, but it still had the cockpit from a regular plane. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't remember that. And I mean, again, it, well, it's, you're trying to be sensitive. You're trying to be sensitive, but you change the story. Yeah. So anyway, Bond, go back to that. We'll wrap this sucker up. And this is why I, I, I... It's fine. It's a good movie. I have no problem. But I think the ending could have worked differently and you didn't have to do this big sacrifice yeah. because he's infected. We find out that he has, you know... A, well, I don't know if they got married, but he's got a severe crush on right. this girl. And, and there's, you know, a, there's, and there's a, a potential for kid. family. Yeah, right. Kind of, uh, so because yeah. of this DNA thing, the, it's it engineered the bad guy's revenge is Bond right. will never be able to see his girlfriend and this kid again or whatever right. so that's going to be part of the story right, right. and that helps uh, Daniel Craig's Bond make this decision to help save everybody by stopping the bad guy's plans right he stays he stays to make behind. sure that the bombs yeah to make sure it. the, the yeah. right right that get, it's a, the, the British are offshore they send bombs in to blow up the place right. Bond could escape but they close the blast doors, yeah. and then you know, for the missiles to do what they need yeah. to do, he has to go back and open them. But yeah, there's but you no don't time. Need to, so no, there, it is say, what it is. But I told you, you see what happens. Yeah. There's almost like this, like the movie could have ended, but since he knows this is his last movie, they tacked on yeah. this dramatic Oscar-winning performance right. thing or something, some weird thing like, wait, let me go back. I'm an actor. I need to do I this didn't big. Think that. I, I think thought so. I think it's just that. For them, I thought this was a self. I think from the producer, everybody's point of view, they're going to reboot. Yeah, they want to do a final. All the actors are out of work. So in other words, you know, it's not like they're going to keep him and they're going to keep the other. Well, you don't know because I already thought the story is that it feels like they were going to try to reboot, and they definitely don't want Daniel Craig's Bond on the sidelines. You know. Okay, it like, already looks like he's had some trouble with the tape on his window. I was going to say, we're we don't want this guy. That, yeah. that looks we gotta, a like yeah. the Beverly Hills. There's a car with its hazard lights on, and he's got like duct tape all across. He's got ladders, he's got an air conditioner. Yeah, this a, is not the car you want to be behind, and yeah. we're trying to get around. You got a guy. wheelbarrow on the, on the top, yeah. all like loosely tied yeah. down. I think there's duct tape tires. <laughs> well, he's anyway, probably got a victim in there. So, too, so going, you know. back, going back to Bond. So they're trying to like wipe the slate clean. They're going to yeah. leave it a nice little wrap present for the yeah. next person that takes over. You know there's going to be more James Bond movies because yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's a formula that works. It makes yeah. money. Why would the Broccoli family not want to make more money? Yeah. Like, oh, we've got enough billions. Let's just give but, it up. Uh, no, but, but here's the thing. What? They make another movie with a different Bond. Everything starts from scratch. But if they do that, yeah, they make another movie with a different Bond, and you know that this 
we've now established that there are multiple 007s. Yeah. So if you know that... Why don't you just do one with that? Then are you as an audience going to expect, oh, maybe Daniel Craig shows up? You know what I mean? I think Well, I already thought of one to do that because the scene happens, and I think it would have been a much better... An alternate ending would have been he lives yeah. and he can't see his right, girlfriend right. and his kid, and he's just more it's alone. More tragic. He's more tragic. Yeah. He'll never be able to be with them. Even though I said in this world of COVID we live, yeah. he can't do Zoom calls. Yeah, he yeah. can't put a mask on like the rest of us. Yeah. I mean, that's what the funny thing is. Like right. you can't touch anybody again. Well, guess what, buddy? We've been living that way yeah, for almost yeah. two years now. <laughs> so there's a way out of that. And two, you can't genetically engineer a, a, a vaccine, a vaccine right, or a right. cure for it. It's that deadly. Like, oh no, right. it's it's going to wipe everybody out. So there was alternate storylines that you could have thrown in there. But I get it. They were like, he's not coming back. They, but he wants to be done. He wants to be done. He wants to go on. That, he's got knives you don't out. Want him moving. hanging over it? Like, no, oh, no, no. Could he show up if if the new Bond isn't well liked? Yeah. And they recast like and he's got, No, and he's got, like I said, Knives Out's a new yeah. series of films. He's going to play that detective he did. Uh, so, everything happens. Bond's there, and there's the water, and it's an island. I said the next movie could open up with this guy washing up on shore that's been horribly disfigured or burnt from this explosion, <laughs> and they have to you know, bring right. him back to health. But he has no memory of who he is. But then I said, wait a minute, that's another JP. Yeah. That's Jason Bourne. That's those yeah, movies. Yeah. You don't want to do yeah. that. And there's only so many places left on this earth that you can go in a Bond movie. Because when I was thinking about it, I go, they're always a great little travel log. Right. You get to see a part of a world, especially in the IMAX theater. It's yeah. like watching a slideshow. There's Sicily. There's Cuba. Even yeah, though yeah. Cuba, it doesn't look like a place I'd want to go. It's all dirty and everything. I'm like, wow, that place looks run down. If you like old cars. If you like, great. And then there's England. Yeah. But they always would be this glamorous, like, oh, look at this. This well, is yeah, ancient Greece. It's like the Rome. first one that didn't the have... The pyramids a, of Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like the first one that didn't have skiing in it. Yeah, yeah. There's always that Bond thing where he's got some kind of, like, chateau and shows up in the hot tub. But that was very exotic for the 60s and probably even in the 70s. But, but then, you know, now everybody travels to Yeah, crazy but because places. we know that there's going to be another James Bond movie, because it's just going to happen... Did that take away from the ending from you where you're like, well, I'm not that upset because I know it's not forever. Yeah, well, I was, I mean, I you, they telegraphed the result years ago. I'm never going to do another Bond movie. Yeah. I'm kind of done with it. And, you know, why would you come back to do a final one if it wasn't just to kind of put yeah. it to rest, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, the whole movie leads you to that. And again, we, there's ways to do it, alternate alternate ways that right, make right, it seem right, tragic. Right. But they just want him off the page so that there's no, you know, question of whether he would be coming back, you know? Yeah. I mean, think of being George Lazenby yeah. and being like, wow, I got this great opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, then it goes to your head and you go, I'm not going to do another one. And they go, hey, Sean Connery would just throw you a Two couple million more million dollars bucks. It was. Yeah, and he donated and he it to charity. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, that, they, they don't want to deal with stuff like that, I'm sure. Well. And they might... You know, realistically, it would make sense for them to totally reboot. Do you think there's still an audience for that? Because I don't think my kids wants it. My kids, twenty three and twenty one, they're not like James guy. Bond fans. They're no, like, but you hey. have to reboot with a young person. You don't do James Bond Junior, but <clears throat> you hire an actor who's, you know, maybe thirty years old at most, and that's how you do it. You know, they could find whoever, <clears throat> you know. They can build a movie around who's young enough that the audience can empathize with. 
Well, I don't know. Sometimes when I saw the audience, it was a good crowd. I saw it opening weekend, and there was a, you know, it was pretty sold out. On a Sunday morning at 11.40 in the morning, it was like, you know, 70% full. But the other problem is it's a long movie. It's like almost three hours, and that didn't help for repeated views. I told you, you can get two Venoms in for the price of one James Bond if you want to be in a movie theater. Well, there's like three Venoms per James Bond the way they did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it did make money, but I don't know if it's even in the top five anymore. It's still going. It's still going. Yeah, and it just opened, weirdly enough, that in China. Said it opened in China and was uh, made big bucks. Did so, it? Yeah. Uh, but I do agree. agree there's a, there's a, and definitely an older audience that's going to go see it yeah. because it's still a part of that almost, oh, I saw it with my dad or I saw it yeah, with Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I watched James Bond movies with my father. That's why I knew who the character was. Well, the other was. thing is, yeah. you know, it's like with uh, one of the... This is kind of funny in a way, but one of the critiques that was running around Twitter about the uh, new Dune movie... Yeah. Someone went in and complained and said, Oh, man, there was like there was like one joke and it happens in the first, you know, like 20 minutes of the movie and there's no, nothing after that joke. And I was like, well, this is the problem with having... The superhero movies kind of take over oh, that Bond territory. You're setting the audience expectations. You're setting the yeah. audience to have the jokey stuff. And I mean, Black Widow was kind of like a Bond movie with humor. It was. It's more like a know, Roger Moore one, I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, in a way, that that style of film is no longer even like the popular. You can't form. have a serious movie it without jokey. It started that big budget kind of, uh, you know. Now I'm thinking. Okay, was well, a good segue to Dune. What the hell was the joke, this kid? What was the funny part at the beginning of doing? It's when uh, Jason Momoa goes up to oh, the kid. He oh, goes, he says, oh, oh you, you put, put on some weight. Muscles. He goes, no. Oh, yeah. No. But that was in the trailer, too. So I was like, right. oh, that was already right. there. Dune is not what I call a laugh riot. No, no, no. But, I mean, it was a fun, memorable moment in yeah. the film. But it, it actually does more to set up the Jason Momoa's character as being, oh, you kind of like the guy. Yeah. You know. Well, here's the thing. Now we can talk about Dune. So James Bond's done. It was a good movie. Go see it. But listen to Don't be surprised. Dune. Well, Dune is weird because of this. It's a, based on a book that came out like 50 years ago. It was I like think. 60. 60. Was it in the 60s? Yeah. 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 Well, which would be 50 years ago. Yeah. So there's that. There's the David Lynch movie from 84, yeah. I think it was. I saw that in the theaters. Then there's the David Lynch extra extended cut that came out. But that wasn't with him. That wasn't with him. He that didn't was do with it. no. It was the like a studio TV did. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Dino De Laurentiis. I never saw that. I don't oh think no, no. That was available on. It was on was TV it? for years. It would yeah. come on. And it would be like literally four but Sci-Fi hours. Channel did a miniseries. Then as they did well. a miniseries with William Hurt, yeah. which was really cool because they had this new technology where it was a a screen, a background. It was yeah. like an IMAX screen. Yeah. And they would do a rear projection type of thing. Right. And it was like a cheap, low-budget movie making, but it had that expansive yeah. look. So the problem I had with Dune is the viewing. I came back from Baltimore Comic Con. I couldn't get Dune to work on Thursday night because there was so many people watching it. It was just, it wasn't um, streaming yeah. right. And then I, I, I came home and I was having that problem again. I finally got it to work around 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Now, granted, it's almost a three-hour movie. I just drove back for six, seven hours. What the hell was I thinking? So I told you before, yeah. when I'm exhausted and I go to watch a movie... Yeah, no, it's not a good... It's never a good experience and you want to go to bed and yeah. you're just like, well, let me just watch it. Then you don't want to stop it. That's the problem with watching movies at home 
as you could pause it and get up, go to yeah. the bathroom, get yeah. something to eat, come back. And you're like, oh, we're in a movie. You're more like attentive and you're watching it because yeah. there's no distractions. This movie should be seen on an IMAX screen, yeah, which I was kicking myself yeah. that I should have saw it there. Because it's just got these humongous landscapes and visuals. Yeah. Just like Blade Runner 2049, yeah. that was a great movie to see on the big screen yeah. because it's designed for that. But you know? also, the, like Blade Runner, it does have a deliberate kind of pacing that's not fast. No, it's you not know, fast it's at a, all. It's like no. the slow camera pans and stuff that's very cinematic. And again, that seems like, does that fly in the face of the kind of formula that we've got for Marvel Well, you know what's so funny? The original Dune was a big, expansive picture for its time. A lot yeah. of special effects. We're talking 84, no CGI. Right, they were, right, they were the all traditional. Right, yeah. Hard to do effects. With Models and mats um, and, 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 and sets and all. Yeah. yeah, so I'm sitting there back in the day. I admired it for its visuals and the production value, but it was very schlocky. Yeah. Like you said, towards the middle of the movie, because the first half you have to learn yeah. all the yeah. dialogue, the, the the terms, what planets, who the cast of characters are, the, the different yeah. families. You're like, okay, this is a lot to take in. So yeah. that's the first thing of the first Dune. And then it becomes an action movie. Yeah. And then it didn't know where to go because there was there's about 40-something books yeah. in the Dune series. There, well, there's a lot. but there's yeah. a, Well, there's a lot, yeah. Right. Frank Hubert, Herbert is his, and then his son took over, yeah. and then there's been spinoffs. And I tried reading those books, but it was like the Lord of the Rings stuff. There's so many subplots yeah. and sub-characters and calls back they're, they're basically it's like Lawrence of Arabia it's like yeah, it's this British sweeping, colonialism going in and yeah, kind of right this broad expansive history yeah. with these families and I mean you could house Atreides hates just house spice, spice, so, spice the, instead of oil yeah you know pretty much yeah. what I like though I mean the thing that's kind of cool is if you look at the one that we, you know the, 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 Lynch the new one, one. Yeah. well the Lynch one the weird thing is I watched the Lynch one like on Friday night with my daughter after we watched the uh, the, the new one on yes. Tuesday and the, the Lynch one the funny thing about it that hits you immediately is you're, here's a movie called Dune yeah. that is basically desert based the color scheme is all blue yes. and there's no Yellows there's and no warmth yeah. in it no. right? which is kind of funny even in the desert scenes the desert scenes are dark and they're blue you know so that's I forgot. kind of funny because in the movie, I mean, the whole story is that you don't. There's no water on Dune that they no, know. Of. No, there's no so water. So you have to recycle any of your moisture. Yep. And that's like a big part of it. But yet in the in the Lynch one, that's even though they have the suits, it's not really a big deal. You know what? The the, the funny thing is about the Dune movie, the '84 one, as I've told you before about why I don't like Flash Gordon with Sam Jones because. Everybody seems to be in a different movie. Yeah. All the actors have different styles. In that movie from 84, there's a international cast. Yeah. You have um, Max von Sydow, who I forgot was in it. He yeah. popped up. Yeah. And then you have uh, Richard Jordan. Richard Jordan was yeah, a TV guy. He, he was a TV a, guy. Right. He, but he was in Logan's Run yeah, yeah. and some other movies. He passed away early. Uh, he was in the last movie I think it was Home for Red October or yeah. something like that. But he was in it. 
Kyle McLaughlin, I gotta think that was one of his first that movies. That was his debut. Yeah. That was his debut. Yeah. You had Sting, which was Jose the big Ferrar. PR. Jose Ferrar. Yeah, and Sting wasn't an actor at the time. No, he, he was got not. Better no, after yeah, he that. did. Yeah, but. but in there, all he had to do was smirk. And Kenneth they had, McMillan. They had yeah, right, and then they had the guy from uh, the Ludo in, in Popeye. Wow. He was the Paul Smith. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I guess was played by Dave Bautista in the. Yeah, no, no, no. What's the guy's name that was in Quantum Leap? That's um, a oh, kid right. actor. Dean, uh, not, um, yeah, it was the guy. Yeah, from, was he, it Dean he was something? the Baron, or no, he was the Doctor. Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell, right? So Stockwell's in it. Yeah. There's just so many people. I they don't were, know who the, the actor is, was it, that played the, the father. The first one. The first one is. I mean, the first one's totally framed in what Linda Hunt. But it's framed in what. Star Wars was about it was and it's that's very what, Star it, Wars it's like Star Wars just like Flash Gordon it's like Star Wars via the Italian yeah. production yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Production well designer. that's why it might have that Dino De Laurentiis flair to it because yeah, yeah. of the costume designs well it was done in the yeah, exotic yeah. it's got that yeah. same feel and it's got Toto instead of yep. Kane as the music well there was two or three I didn't notice it until I saw the credits last night Toto does do the music but then they brought in this other guy who you'll know I can't think of his name right now it said um, such and such music yeah. done by so and so. So right. there's two different right. It's like um, a, a, right. orchestras in that. There's soundtracks in that thing. Instrumental. But technically, think, yeah. Toto oh, Brian Eno. Right. Brian Eno the does theme. the. Uh, he did the main theme, and they get playing that. Patrick Stewart's in it. He's the one that he's Gurney Halleck. The reason why I noticed that is he seems to be doing this big, broad Shakespearean performance, like. Well, what are you talking about? Let me go over right, here, right. Paul. And I'm like, right. why are you screaming? You're not on stage. Yeah, everything You're on... Was he was very but still the funny thing is a we, theater I was guy. looking at the, yeah. the trivia for the movie, and the one thing that about Patrick Stewart that's funny is that David Lynch cast an actor named Patrick Stewart, yeah. but they got the wrong guy. Oh, no, that's not supposed so, to be him? No, it wasn't originally supposed to be... Patrick Stewart From Star, Star Trek, Trek. Yeah. it was another actor and oh they, get out so yeah that was I've never was heard like, that <laughs> it was just funny so the other thing that was funny in the trivia because the trivia oh I gotta go look up who the other actor is you gotta go on Patrick Stewart internet, internet movie database and yeah. you see all this goofy trivia about oh for that movie sure yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the other things was watch out vehicle on when they were, ahead. Uh, what's that the doing the costumes for the the priest or the the witches oh, the, or whatever. Uh, the, the they quest they, or whatever they, they, said they got some kind of deal and they bought like you know a bunch of body bags and they sewed the body no. bags no is that why those guys, guys wore those weird, black things that came yeah, with yeah. the uh, the people that can fold space yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I mean what they look like they're wearing shower curtains yeah, it's like those body are body bags, bags? Yeah, yeah. that's some creepy shit the other shit. thing that's funny and again this was another bit of trivia that my daughter found they like the costumes that the 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 Survival suits that Kyle McLaughlin and the other guys yeah, wore. Yeah, 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 yeah. They repurposed them for the Borg. In Star Trek? Yeah. And when you think of oh, it, yeah, like, it oh, does they, look they, like <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the same costumes? Yeah, I guess they re when they first used the Borg on the TV show that, that they well, supposedly used. Well, that's like Logan's Run. The city they built, the model shows up in like Buck Rogers. Yeah. It shows up in the background and. Flash Gordon it shows up in the background of Star Trek Next yeah. Generation they were like don't throw that out we'll reuse that yeah, somewhere yeah. and sure enough even one of the the vases that are in or vase yeah. that's in Flash Gordon it shows up in Return of the Jedi and Drop yeah. of the Hutt's Palace because it was like this really funky yeah. design they are like oh, no 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 we'll reuse that we'll repurpose that so it's, it's kind of funny that the whole movie the tone of the David Lynch one is yeah. kind of affected yeah. by the fact that they wouldn't film in an expansive desert no, setting it's like 
like they filmed it in Mexico. Yeah. So yeah. there's probably desert there that they could use, and maybe some. Dunes the miniatures and stuff. really look miniature when yeah. I watch it now because there's a thing about miniatures well, you have to like yeah. light them right or whatever. But yeah. there's some stuff that's out in the sand that you just look at the tires. You go, that's literally yeah. in a backyard in yeah. a sandbox. It's and that was kind of. I mean, again, you think about it at the time. There's no doubt that you had a limited personnel to, that could do this stuff really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And that Lucas probably had them. Tied oh, up, tied up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't have some other American production had it tied up. So it does have that foreign feel to it. But and you're stuck it, with yeah. whatever. Like as a movie producer, if you're Dino De Laurentiis, yeah, he's got his Carlo Rambaldi building yep. creatures. Yep, and that was his go-to because he did that for King Kong, and he did that for the. Uh, you know, that was his guy. Even though yeah. Spielberg used him on ET and Close Encounters. Yeah, but uh, but that the as far as the effects, you still you know. Well, you know what's weird about doing, like you said, it's a mishmash of different styles and stuff, yeah. too, because the music, when they're riding the worms, yeah. suddenly you got that electric guitar right, right. thing going on. I'm like, what is going on here? It's like, these are the same people that wrote Roseanne. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Roseanne, yeah. Toto yeah. is doing the, uh, bow, 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 yeah. as he's riding it like a surfboard. But anyways. Oh, and Sean Young's in it, too. in its time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, the other funny thing is that whole race of sand people. Yeah. They're the Frenum or whatever. Freeman, Freeman, Freeman. Yeah, yeah they're, they're actually all Caucasians. Well, so the funny kind of thing funny, is, and it makes more sense. Again, I didn't doing a desert that. thing. Yeah. Well, no, they just like when you see the the, the new uh, one. The new one, it makes sense. Like, here's your desert people. They would be Darker. indigenous yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because they're out in the blazing yeah, sun yeah. all the time. They'd have a suntan, and you have this like pale so white short young. That, yeah. Again, the, the 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 Lynch movie does do the whole book. Yeah. So there is an ending to it, whereas yeah. the, this other one kind of goes to halfway, like, and then you got to wait. Which is fine. Well, they know. said it's coming out now in uh, fall of 2023. Yeah. You've got to wait two years to yeah. see. Well, they got to make it. They haven't even filmed it. Yeah. But the thing here's the thing. Which I was surprised they didn't do that. Yeah. Well, they didn't because Warner Brothers didn't give them the go ahead or whatever. Oh, they were looking. So at the they purse. probably looked at the box office, but they also looked at the fact that it crashed the uh, their site. Oh God, yeah. So, you can watch so they, yeah. they can gauge the you know interest. But no, the thing is, I wonder like, if people jumped on the David Lynch one because they want to see the ending. They're like, hey, maybe what happens? Well, the, yeah. the funny thing in the Lynch thing is there's stuff that makes sense. Like the Atreides family comes from a water planet. Yeah. And in the Lynch thing, in the Lynch movie, the, all the Atreides interiors, and even the ships to a degree, but it has more of a nautical, the costume. Yeah, yeah, the costumes. Have a like nautical an feel or whatever. Commodore thing, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And he goes to a desert world where ultimately, you know, he finds water. Yeah. You know, but it's it's almost the 80s version of Manifest Destiny or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. where the the great colonizers come and they fix the place. Yeah. And we know that never works because you can't change nature, right? We yeah. build dams and we and build water other flood, structures, yeah, but nature, they, finds, nature a way. finds a way it's around like, it. Which is a jackass. This yeah. is not how I want it And to that's be. kind of yeah. the, the lesson. The books apparently With the took sand their cue. Yeah. They took their cue kind of from Lawrence of Arabia. And Lawrence of Arabia is kind of a anti-colonialism movie because, well, you know, Lawrence was a British soldier whatever yeah, yeah. he kind of does go rogue and go native uh, and winds up leading the you know quote unquote bad yeah, guys I know, yeah, yeah. I know my Lawrence Arabia not yeah. only from the Peter O'Toole movie but he was on Young Indiana Jones right. a couple times anyway that's how I learned my so I, I mean I, I, I have to say Lucas. I did have 
points where I was very drowsy because I watched it the day after I got back from Baltimore. See, same thing. I was and in a mad I would, rush. I, I would like to watch it again. Why was I worried? I was going to get spoiled. The movie I'd already seen thirty years ago. Yeah. I was like, I already know how this ends. Yeah. But I was surprised. It would have been better to see it in IMAX. I was surprised that it, it didn't have a full story. Yeah. That it just and, and when I say it just ended, it just ends. Yeah. Like somebody put the lights on or they forgot yeah. to put the next reel on. I'm like. But what happened? Did I fall asleep? What, what's going on with the it credits? It makes sense in that it's an arc for the kid. Yeah, but he goes then, from being like protected in family to suddenly the beginnings of him as. But a I saw the words "book one" come underneath. Yeah. I think they added that afterwards. I was yeah. like, "Oh, what's well, they want to make sure people don't get mad." Well, I guess I was a little taken back. I was like, "Oh, we're not going to see the whole story." Yeah. The other thing is when I was watching it on TV. I could not understand anything Rebecca Ferguson's Thank you. Was saying. Thank you. I was going to put subtitles on. Because, I was like, well, yeah, it's because when you're in a movie theater, you've oh, got a really Dolby. good. Yeah. You've got the uh, mix where the the sound effects don't overwhelm it or whatever. I was a little like, what happened? Yeah, I can't. I can, I, I my hear. I'm like, wow. I'm getting old man stage no. because I'm like, I can't hear what she's saying. Well, she spoke quickly, but it was also. Yeah, just the TV mix is never as good. No, I have the surround no. sound bar and everything. You know what I noticed? And somebody told me it was because of Netflix. When I was watching the Marvel movies on Netflix, the uh, the, the series, yeah. Punisher, Daredevil, yep. a lot of those, I would always like have trouble hearing the dialogue. Yeah. And then somebody told me because it's streaming, and depending on how good your bandwidth is, audio yeah. is the last thing it's to come across. Right. It's compressed, so sometimes... I couldn't hear what that it was muddled I'm like what yeah. did he just say or it was so low I, David Lynch's uh, Twin Peaks yeah. I would crank the volume on that thing to yeah. hear some of it when we were watching that show yeah. I couldn't hear I was I like think, what is he saying I think that I think that ever since I got like when, with the newer TVs yeah. I think because the flat screens don't have the, the physical space to, to have give like you a decent speaker yeah and then, but you go to the other. You like got to buy the sound bar. To yeah, do yeah, that. But yeah, but even with the too sound much. bar, yeah. the problem is that the unless you fine tune it for every single movie you watch, it's off. The sound effects yeah. and the score are going to be louder based on wherever your speakers are in your room. Yeah. So yeah, that was. We don't have the surround sound though. I wish we we had it at one point, but. Yeah. When the kids were little, they used to play their video games, <laughs> and my wife would freak out yeah. because literally the house would shake. Yeah. It was one of the greatest things ever. As a guy, it's like some type of like a, a gene no, yeah. that guys yeah. have yeah. that they love the thunder sound. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Like they'd be playing a World War II game, you would hear the machine guns, the explosion. Then you yeah. put a war movie like Pearl Harbor, yeah. and you'd hear the, the planes fly from one side of the room to the yeah. next. It was the greatest no, thing cool. ever. Yeah, yeah. But I guess if because you're trying it's to like sleep, in a movie theater, and right? yeah, like, but if you're upstairs trying to go to bed yeah. and you're boom, 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 oh, yeah. the whole house. My wife's like, turn that off. It was like, like, no. it was like in the old days, I remember going to see like a, a comedy and then yeah. the movie next to it was Earthquake. And you'd and hear, hear the, the, the sense around. Yeah, 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 it would come yeah, yeah. through the walls. Yeah. But anyways. Back with, to Doom. With, with the, the sound mix at home, I read that you're supposed to turn the center channel volume up so that the center channel oh, is to balance it. The, the vocals come. Yeah, yeah. But that's my brother, true. my older brother, does. He said he just watches it with the with the t- subtitles on. I know. I was like, wow, I'm really getting to be that guy now. I'm like, what? I can't understand. But it what made she sense because I told him that too. I sent him a message. I said I liked it. You know, it, it's really interesting, but some of it's hard to to, to hear. And he yeah. said. I always watch with the, <laughs> with the subtitles. No, but then I tell, then I find myself just glancing down and reading the titles and yeah. not looking at the visuals. Yeah. Which Dune is a, a movie that's all about visuals, yeah. you know. 
I can see that in the IMAX screen, yeah. that big giant screen. Yeah, no, I really wished. I, I mean, I that, know. I was thinking about again, it we too. I was like, we're in Baltimore. If I wasn't there, we would have gone yeah, Thursday. And then, because this weekend we got the Eternals, which going back real quick on that, since we can't spoil it, since we haven't seen it, though I saw enough of the clips to realize it's not so much the Jack Kirby story, but it's more the Neil Gaiman, John Romita Jr. series that came out in the 2000s, because I did read that again. And I go, oh, from just watching the costumes and the clips, I think it's more based on that than Jack's original idea. But... What do you think about these nonsense where, whoa, Rotten Tomatoes scored at the lowest possible? I go, okay, no one has seen the movie yet. Yeah, well, people have seen previews, seen, but yeah. I, think it, I, think, I think people are trying to bomb, bomb it. That's what I said. Yeah, because, they don't like the fact that it's yep, let's international go on. cast. Yep, yep. That it's I said the same and, thing. I said, these idiots out there with their agendas are like, well, I don't like this movie because it's look, got all these people. And there's, there's no... Yeah. And I, I do have the original series, but... That thing wasn't his best no, thing. The New no. Gods was much more easier to get into. It seemed rushed. The Eternal seemed like a lot I of ideas thrown in there, like a real fast. And again, it's it's amazing that he created the this. But yeah. this is a late a late uh, in life creation for him. Yeah, it was. And obviously, the potential is still there. But you're not going to get a superhero. No, it's no. I mean, you know, you're not going to get that out of this movie because they saw like you said they they hired Neil Gaiman Marvel hired Neil Gaiman to to do it years ago yeah and they it's one of those properties that I think they needed some interpretation like yeah, there's no. a lot of comics like that no no you know, no, no they no, did no. them originally I, and it's like well yeah. that wasn't anything but then somebody turns Squadron Supreme into something actually I said the same better conceptually it's got good ideas, the Kirby yeah. original series, and each character, wow, this is really cool, but it's just like, boom, here we are, yeah. boom, here we are, and it just, you read the whole book in minutes, yeah. and you're like, this is it. And he purposely didn't want to interact with the Marvel Universe. No, it was separate, yeah. They did the annual, and he had like a Hulk robot or something. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. insistence of Marvel. And then years later, I think it was Roy that brought the Celestials into Thor. Or somebody did. Yeah. That was the first time they crossed yeah. over. And then they had Cersei come in the Avengers. And then, you yeah. know. In the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. In the 90s. integrated yeah. Cersei. And well, Peter Gillis did one, too, I believe. Well, Roger Stern had her Roger in the Stern. Avengers and uh, made her a regular Avenger character. Miles. It's just one of those things, like right. I said, conceptually, it's, like, interesting. It was but a, the execution was a little lacking. Yeah, it was, like, it was a canvas. It was, like a, it was, like, a really good concept yeah, 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 yeah. that somebody else could go, oh, okay, here's... Because again, when Kirby did that, just like with the New Gods, it was yeah. an open-ended thing. It wasn't you never pitched a series that was only going to last ten issues. No, you right. pitched a series that potentially could go on forever. So your theme and your concept was open-ended. Yeah. Even if you had a far-off end date like Thor with Ragnarok. Yeah. It was far off because you wanted this thing to be successful for twenty five years. I think that so this. So that changes the actual dynamics of a story. So someone else like Neil Gaiman could look at it and go, okay, here's where we can do this now. We can take it all the way through to whatever the potential that Kirby couldn't do because it was open-ended. We yeah. could do, you know... More I, I think the Eternals coming out now is better for it because there's so many shows on TV like Ancient Aliens yeah. and all those UFO yeah. shows because most of the concepts are pretty commonplace. My, my son knows all that. Oh, the pyramids yeah. were made by alien races. Right. And, remember, and that's when, this, when the series first came out. Yeah. That was what Kirby was vibing yeah. on, too. Was the Chariots, of the Chariots of the Gods, Search of, big. all that stuff. Those yeah, shows yeah. were, and the books, Chariots of the Gods oh, books huge. were very big. Yeah, 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 it was really big. 
but now it seems like commonplace. Yeah. Now everyone. Well, now it's almost like people accept it as. Yeah, true. yeah. It's like, oh, that's true because it's like there's just too many obscure physical structures that you're like nobody built this out yeah. of stone knives and but it, sticks. It winds but, up being kind of like in the Back to the Future where they there's people who rightly complain. Wait, Marty taught Chuck Berry his oh, his riff and his yeah. his thing. By, by creating an ancient race, you take away from the engineering the, uh, of the pyramids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do know how the pyramids were built and how these things were slid on yeah, rocks, rollers. Yeah, rollers yeah, yeah. To, you know, it takes away from the human, you know, yeah, ability to yeah. build something or to lift. So a it could have been weight. us. It had to be some ancient giant right. god and, which, because we're too stupid to do right. this. Right. So you're taking science fiction over what they was the beginnings of mathematics. Yeah. Figuring out how to pulleys worked and how to. You know, you could if you put a fulcrum at a certain thing, you could lift heavier yeah, weights. Yeah, yeah, right. That's all kind of uh, you know under, I guess, underappreciated when you think of aliens or. Take one whatever. mile, eat right, then turn left. No, I so. do like the idea that aliens populated the planet at the beginning. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I like the concept of. Magnon oh, they went in there and, and basically going screwed in and around maybe with the genes. Well, that's like 2001. Inter- interspecies uh, relationships. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got it on with a Neanderthal. So, but then wait a minute. When 2001 comes out, Arthur C. Clarke, he's got a lot of that in there too. Was that before the Cherries of the God books? Because that's 68 or so. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like how yeah, the, the yeah. monolith shows up and yeah. then it sends that signal and then the monkeys start killing right. each other and it's but, like they tamper Yeah, but in it. a way, that's the thing. Yeah, the, the, the monolith shows up. But yeah. ultimately, people still had, the human race still had to achieve things to get to each step. Right. We had to get to the moon to find the other monolith. We had to, you know. And then you go to right. Jupiter and find yeah. the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a scavenger. Huh? But it was still based on humans had to go into space to do it. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie anyway on Thursday. So, yeah. I mean, come what may. We'll go in with I'll go in. Mind. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be entertained. That's ultimately what the purpose of all these things if are. we don't like it, we don't like it. We don't like it, but, but I'm not going to sit there and judge it before it because yeah. somebody on Rotten Tomatoes said something. Okay, yeah. I don't read Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, well, right. I go, okay, move along. But yet you use waves. I use waves that got us here longer than it's supposed to have been. <laughs> Well, we're we about done? 12. Yeah, we're done. We're going to wrap this up. Jerry and I are about to go buy comic books, kitties. And uh, what else would we be doing? And I think I just turned the wrong way again. Thanks, Waves. All right. That's <laughs> it. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.